This yin yoga class will leave you feeling relaxed and comfortable. Welcome to Yoga with Melissa, real yoga for real people. Today, you're going to need a bolster, a blanket, and blocks. Let's begin by resting back. We'll be in this centering position for five minutes. You can either have your knees bent with your feet flat on the floor, or you can lengthen your legs out long. You can also put a bolster underneath your knees. Begin by feeling the support of the earth underneath you. Breathe in and out through your nose. Let your breath be gentle, calm, and quiet. And notice how your body moves as you're breathing gently and slowly. As we're practicing yin, you can place your attention on your breathing, on the sensations in your body, on the support of the earth underneath you. You can also open your eyes and ground yourself by looking at the space of the room you're in. If at any point you feel overwhelmed, you can use a mantra like, others feel this too. And know that at any point, if the practice becomes too much for you, you can always step away from the practice.
So remember, there's a physical edge, there's an emotional edge, there's a mental edge, there's an energetic edge, and we need to pay attention to all of these things when we're practicing. So today's class is part of our perfectionist series, and we're speaking about the perfection and pacing today. You may have perfectionist tendencies if you have excessive concern with details. If you are extremely devoted to work and productivity at the expense of your leisure, if you are excessively conscientious, if you are thrifty, if you are inflexible and rigid when it comes to morals and ethics, or you're reluctant to delegate tasks or relinquish control. However, as we have learned throughout this series, perfectionism is the result of culture and the families we grow up in. So we don't need to start judging ourselves harshly and become perfectionist about our perfectionism. So you can start to move and wiggle and stretch out. Our first yin yoga pose is going to be wide-kneed child's pose. So if you have issues with your knees or your ankles, then you can always lie on your back and take your knees into your chest with your legs wide. Or you can put your feet on the wall with your knees to your chest. That's a nice variation of that pose if knees and ankles are an issue. Otherwise, you can join me in wide-kneed child's pose. There's no better or best position only choosing the position that's best for your physical body. So we'll be in this pose for five minutes. This week, we're going to focus on how impatience shows up as one of our perfectionist tendencies. A couple of weeks ago, one of my students told me that when she heard we were going to be in a pose for 10 or 15 minutes, she thought, that's just way too long and I don't need to rest. And she almost got up to fast forward to the more active yoga poses. Impatience shows up in many ways in our lives. It's a rejection of the pace of a given process because you think it should be unfolding faster. In yin yoga, we have four principles that help us to meet this frustration and rejection of pace that a given process takes. In our pose, we choose an appropriate edge. And when we choose an appropriate edge, as I mentioned, it's not just the physical edge of our posture, but choosing an appropriate emotional edge, an appropriate mental edge, choosing an appropriate energetic edge. We soften into the pose, we open into stillness, and we stay for a while. And in staying for a while, not only are we inviting the chi to pool more deeply into the meridians, the bones, and the ligaments, 
but we're also opening to discomfort. There's discomfort of impatience, but also the discomfort of frustration and our own unmet expectations. So during our long holds in yin, our mind will probably bring up a list of our current failures, including a list of things that we have not completed in the amount of time we expected to complete them, or maybe a list of things that we even have finished, but that we think we should have finished sooner. Okay, so slowly release this pose from your body. We're going to lie on our backs for a moment just to allow the chi to flow through your body.
For the next pose, I'm going to give you two options. The first option is figure four pose on your back. And you'll do both sides on your back. And this one's nice to do against the wall as well because you can place your, so if you do right leg over left, you'd place your left foot against the wall. And then you can just relax your upper body. The second option is to do pigeon pose or sleeping swan, I think it's called in yin. Take your right knee forward, your left leg back, and you fold forward. It's nice to use a bolster here. So choose the version that works best for you. And again, there's no right or wrong or better or best. I'm going to use the reverse one because I'm feeling a little pressure in my knees today in that one. So you're going to be in this pose for five minutes. So Pavel Samov, he's the author of Present Perfect, and I highly recommend you read his book. The teachings from the series has been from that book. He asks us to say to ourselves, when we get caught up in frustration around the time that it takes things to do, so in other words, impatience, to say to ourselves, there I go again, frustrating myself with uninformed expectations about how fast something should be. Obviously, my expectations have not reflected all the variables this particular, in this particular equation of life. There I go again, frustrating myself with uninformed expectations about how fast something should be. Obviously, my expectations have not reflected all the variables in this particular equation of life.
Okay, you're going to release this pose from your body. And if you're in pigeon pose, make your way onto your back so you can feel the flow of chi through your body. And then you can make your way into the pose on the other side so you can choose what's going to be best for you today. Either the sleeping swan, the pigeon, or the, which are the same, or the figure four pose. You're going to be in this pose for five minutes. So it's the left leg forward or the left ankle over the right leg and drawing the leg in until you feel sensation in your body. So what we can do is notice that when we, when we reject the amount of time something is taking, it's an invitation to do two things. Number one, we can release our expectations. We can recognize that there will always be discrepancies between our expectation of how long something takes and how long we expect something to take. We can make space for those hidden variables that always crop in. So the first thing that we can do is just fire our time expectations. Number two, we can change our perspective and allow things to unfold in their own time. Recognize that if things could move faster, then they probably would move faster.
Okay, we're going to release this yin pose from our bodies. If you're lying on your front in pigeon, make your way onto your back and feel the rebound. Our next pose is going to be banana asana. So in this pose, you have your, you can have the option to have your arms overhead. If you have tight shoulders, you can stack pillows or bolsters overhead and place your arms, um, your elbows on the bolsters so that you don't have to reach so far overhead. So that's an option. You may want to get your bolster for this. You're going to have your legs out long for this pose. Take your feet over to the left corner of your mat. You can cross your right leg over your left leg, but remember you're going to be in this pose for five minutes, so you want to choose an appropriate edge. And you can take your arms overhead. You could leave your hands down by the side would be the first option. You could take your arms overhead, hold on to the elbows, side bend. And if you want to, stack with a bolster or you could take your arms straight. So choose appropriate edge that you're going to be able to stay with for five minutes. You want to feel this pose along your side body. And your breath is a good indicator of choosing an appropriate edge. You should be able to let your breath stay soft and gentle and quiet. If your breath is getting loud and ragged and fast, it's a good indication that your edge maybe needs to back off a bit. So you can change your perspective on waiting. Turn any waiting room into your meditation hall. Waiting is a part of life and we can begin to expect it. Anytime you encounter waiting in your life, recognize it as an opportunity to practice meditation off your cushion. Relax into waiting so that waiting becomes an opportunity to rest into being.
You can let your attention rest on your breathing, the support of the earth underneath you, the sensations in your body. If it's difficult to stay with any of those things, you can always open your eyes, ground yourself in the space of your room by looking at objects in the room. And if at any point you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, you can repeat the mantra. Others feel this too. Know that you are never isolated in your practice. You're never practicing alone. There are others doing this video probably at this very time. Okay, we're going to come back to the center, nice and slow. Feel the chi flowing through your body. And then we're going to come into Banana Asana on the other side. So take your left foot over to the right side of your mat. You're going to be in this pose for five minutes. Side bend to the right side. You can keep your arms down by the side of your body if you're looking after your shoulders. Or you can take your arms overhead. You can prop them or you can take them straight overhead. So no better, best, no right or wrong only choosing the best option for you on this day. And then resting into being in this pose, soft and still. Either being with the sensations in your body, being with the soft, gentle flow, of your breath, feeling the support of the earth, maybe grounding yourself visually in the space of the room, or if you're feeling emotional overwhelm knowing that you're never alone in your experience, that others feel this too, and you can repeat the mantra Others feel this too.
just checking in to see if there's anywhere where you can soften between your eyebrows and your jaw with your breath and your shoulders your belly your hips your ankles your knees your toes your fingers And then slowly make your way back to the center. Remembering that you were in this pose for five minutes, so taking your time. And allowing the chi to flow and the pose to integrate. From here, we'll bend our knees and roll to our side, and then we'll come up onto all fours. From all fours, you're going to walk your knees over to the left side of your mat and lower your right hips onto the mat. Take your right arm out to the side and then lower down for broken wing pose. If this pose doesn't suit you in your body, you could also take recline twist. That would be fine. Whatever works best for you in your body. So in terms of connecting with a perfect pacing, we can become aware of process more and it's called process awareness so there are going to be parts of our process that we enjoy and there are going to be parts of our process that we don't enjoy we can recognize that all parts of life are part of an unfolding process so there'll be parts of that process that you like and parts that you don't like so when you look at your life, you can deconstruct your life and look at the parts that you like 
and look at the parts that you don't like. So you can do this for your leisure activities. You can do this for your work. You can do this for the time in your relationships. You can do this in all areas of your life. So identify the parts of the process. Let's start with the parts that you like. So when you get arrive in the parts that you like, take the time to savor those parts and really make them last. So make sure the parts that you enjoy don't go unnoticed or that you rush past them. So for example, the parts that I love the most about teaching, there, there are a few different parts that I like the most about teaching. One part is the researching and the writing. So once I figured this out, I stopped rushing this part of the process. I really stop and savor it now. Make sure I have a nice cup of tea while I'm doing it. And I don't try and make it go really fast anymore. I say to myself now, I like this part. This is my favorite part. And I savor that part of it. The other part of the process that I really like in teaching is when I have the one-on-one -on -one face time with my students when I'm working with them one-on-one. -on -one. And so when I'm in that part too, I remind myself that that's the part that I really enjoy. And so I savor that part. I remind myself, I love this part. I savor this part. This is the part that I love most about teaching, having the direct interaction with my students. So just take that time, figure out what parts of your work, your leisure, your relationship dynamics that you love the most. And then when they come up, you can really take the time to remind yourself that, hey, this is the part that I like. And then really savor them when they come up.
Okay, you can make your way either onto your belly or your back to feel the flow of the chi. And we're going to make our way back up onto all fours. And we're going to do this pose on the other side. So this time you'll walk your knees over to the right side of your mat. Lower your hips down to the left side. Take your left arm out to the side. Lower your chest down. You're going to be in this pose for five minutes. Option is to take a reclined twist on your back in this pose. You're going to choose the option that works best for you. So not only are you going to take the time to figure out the parts that you like of your relationships and your work and also your leisure, but you're also going to figure out the parts that you don't like. So there are parts of my day that I don't like as well. <laughs> and um, so you're going to take the time and figure out what they are and recognize that they're part of the process so that you, they're part of the process, they're part of the whole, they're part of your day. So some things that I don't like doing <laughs> are, Tim's laughing, I don't know why. Maybe he can guess. He's got nothing. He thinks I enjoy everything I do around here. I actually like doing dishes. I like how clean they get. Um, I don't like taking out the compost because it's just so gross. It's gross down there. We live in an apartment, so the, the bin's gross, and also our thing is gross, so that's gross. But I, the part of the hole that I like is that it, I like that it goes back into the earth, so it's part of the hole. I don't like cleaning the bathroom, but I like that it's clean when I go in there after I've cleaned it. And I don't like picking up everybody's shoes in the front hall all the time. But I like when I come into the house that the front hall is clean. So it's just part of the process, right? It's part of... So I say to myself, this is part of the process. This is part of living in a family, right? That these things have to be done.
Okay, you can make your way out of broken wing pose and come onto your back for Shavasana. That'll be your final resting pose. You're going to be in Shavasana for five minutes. You can place a bolster underneath your knees if you'd like, or you can have your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor or your legs out long, whatever is most comfortable in your body. You're going to rest here, receive and integrate your practice. And I'm going to sit up and read you a poem. This poem is called The Brown Season by Clea Roberts. Light returns and we want winter gone, but it's slow to go and hangs on the land like a bad friend, like a bruise, first dark, then brown and yellowing. The snow recedes off the road, clings to the north sides of the ditches how much it has concealed from us, how heavy-handed and unfair it was, how it coveted the canoe, the spare snow shovel, the old cat curled tight as a stone, the grass ill-covered, licked and wet like the subject of some great beast's affection. Light returns and we want winter gone, but it's slow to go and hangs on the land like a bad friend, like a bruise, first dark, then brown and yellowing. The snow recedes off the road, clings to the north side of the ditches. How much it has concealed from us, how heavy-handed and unfair it was, how it coveted the canoe, the spare snow shovel, the old cat curled tight as a stone, the grass ill-colored, licked and wet like the subject of some great beast's affection.
Gradually invite movement back into your body. Slowly make your way over onto your right side. Take a breath or two there. And gradually make your way up to seated. We'll gather the fruits of our practice first into ourselves and then offer them out into the world with our mantra. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May all beings be happy and free, and may the thoughts, words, and actions of my own life contribute in some way to the happiness and freedom for all. So give yourself a thumbs up for taking in your own perfect pacing and put I'm cultivating my own perfect pacing in the comments. Thank you to Gabriella for your donation. Thank you to Jennifer Fromm for your birthday present donation. And I'm sending you much love from beautiful British Columbia. Before I do that, I have a gift for you. If you would like a PDF of the nine most requested mudras, then go to melissawest.com mudras, and you can download that there. Sending you much love from beautiful British, British Columbia. May your joy be as deep as our ocean. May you be as rooted as the old growth trees in our forest, and may be, you be as strong as our mountains. Om Shanti. Namaste.